How are you feeling, Christy? Are you feeling better? Uh, after 10 days with double ear infection, yeah, I'm finally starting to feel like I am present. Like I was out of it for 10 days straight. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But I'm glad you're feeling better. I'm glad you're here. By the way, that uh, that burgundy, that wine color, that is one of your colors. Like, thank you. Okay. I I really appreciate hearing that because I've been thinking about like what are my colors lately. So that's like you're in my head. Yep. <laughs> so thank you. You're welcome. I really like this color. It's not the most exciting thing, but I like. What's everybody else up to? I'm gonna give a minute or two for people to join. How's everybody feeling? Okay, thanks. Good. Yeah. Yeah, good. Miss Carol. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Um, you've been doing a good job with your website. Proud of you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I hope it's clearer now. It's much clearer. Good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which website, honestly, I have a background in website design and it's not, it's, it's not really something that I so much teach anymore because it's one of those things that people just get hung up on and they don't want that to happen. But I do really like website. <laughs> Sometimes I can't help myself. You do? Yeah. I think it's pretty fun. I spent yeah. two days making web pages for myself yesterday. By the way, I should just go ahead and preface this. Um, so I'm considering this month and next month money now, but you guys have two more bonus months. I'm just gonna transition you into this new thing I'm doing, which is basically the same. <laughs> but if anybody wants to look at the web page, I made it yesterday. <laughs> um, I will drop a link in here. And it's not even a new thing. New thing is the wrong word, but uh, it's just a new framing of it. All right. So that's in the chat. Waiting room participants is not in this meeting. What does that mean? Okay. Anyway. Um, so I think it is 10 3 let's start. You guys want to start? Okay. I don't like sitting around and waiting very long. I'm impatient. Casey, you're driving. Just be careful. Don't look at the screen. You can see <laughs> the notes later. Oh, wow. <laughs> um... All right, I'm gonna show you my screen. That's not what I'm trying to show you. That's the link I dropped. But we're gonna talk about how to overcome hangups and triggers today because these money now actions can be rather triggering. Has anyone, we'll get to that in a minute, but has anyone found that it's been triggering for them? Yeah. <laughs> couple years. That's a good sign. 
that. We'll go over it in a little bit. But hangups and triggers, aka facing your fears. We don't really think of them as fears necessarily, but these are why most people don't get what they want. I'm not going to allow that on my watch. So we are going to go over how to solve that, how to move through it. Um, so I'm defining them slightly differently, but they're really, they lead to the same outcome. So hangups are things that you're afraid of the reaction you're gonna get, so you don't start taking action. Oh, hold on, I'm gonna mute everybody. Mute, mute, mute. How do I do this while I'm sharing my screen? I don't know. Maybe if everybody could just mute themselves, that would be great. Um, sorry, having trouble with tech today. And then triggers are the same, but the opposite side of the coin. So that's when someone actually reacts to an action that you took in a way that makes you want to stop taking action. Like they confirmed the thing that you were afraid of and now you're gonna be paralyzed and never be able to do it again. We're not gonna allow ourselves to get stuck in either of these places. Because like I said, that's, that's why most people don't get what they want. What happens normally that I find is people try to find a workaround, try to find a strategy where they're like, well, I could try to do it this way and then I won't have to do it that way because that way is scary. I don't want to go that way. I want to stay safe. I want to stay comfortable. But like we talked about last week or two, I don't know, two weeks ago, a week ago, the fear, the thing that you're afraid of is the thing that's going to get you what you want. Because remember, our brain knows that it's going to create change. And so that is why we are afraid of it in the first place. We want change. We don't want to take, okay, so have you ever thought, I've been doing this for so long and I've made so little progress, I'm never going to get there? Show of hands, has anybody ever thought that? I've thought that, it's a thing, it's a real thing. Everybody's raising their hands that I can see. Okay. <laughs> That's because we're trying to avoid the thing that we're afraid of. We're trying to find all these workarounds for it. And it ends up even either they don't work or they work so slowly that you run out of patience, you run out of time, you run out of resources, you run out of belief in yourself, you run out of all these things that you need to keep going. And then eventually... Da, da, da. I'm feeling I'm not I'm not being negative today, but I feel like this is a very like heavy negative topic. So I don't I don't want that to be the result. I want the result of this call to be I know how to not do that. So just hang with me here for a little bit. Also remember, I've said this I don't know how many times. I'm just gonna stop sharing. I want to see your faces. Repeated bravery is your best shortcut. Can anyone actually, I wasn't planning this, but can anyone give me an example of something where they did something that they were a little bit of afraid of and they got one of their best results? Or something happened that they weren't expecting? I know that there's a lot of examples in here and I may just have to start calling people out. 
Agnes, are you adjusting or are you going to share? You're just adjusting. Oh, but I can share too. <laughs> Since okay. you my name. <laughs> yes. Uh, so last year, um, I signed up for this art fair and I was like super worried because it was very pricey to join. And I was thinking about it. And then my husband, he said, do it. You earn some money last year, so use them. And I did it. And that was my best show so far. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Anybody else? Think about, okay, maybe I asked a little bit of a funky question. Do you not, does anyone not understand the question? When was the last time, let's rephrase it. When was the last time you did something you were afraid of? Let's just leave it at that simple. Okay. Mindy. Okay, Hi. so um, I had the, I've, I had a uh, somebody call me and they want they were interested in a painting, but they were going to a birthday party that night and they knew that the guests, the, the, the birthday girl, they knew that they liked my painting. So they wanted to come. But my studio, I've never had anybody to my studio before. And it was a total mess. And I would know to normally be like, um, I can't do that. It's too much pressure. Like this is it was such I was anxious about the whole thing. But they came and they talked about how much they enjoy going to this to my studio rather than a gallery that they're just not that kind. They felt too hoity toity going to a gallery and I mean, the, the gallery's not like that, but anyway, yeah. they, we had great conversation about how much fun they enjoyed just getting to see where I work and they bought a painting and, um, they real, and they, and they enjoyed it. And I, and I did too. So I was surprised about how well it worked out. Isn't it funny? Like when we're really resistant to doing something, if we can get through that resistance, that's a big if, because that's what we're learning to do today. But if we can get through it and be strong enough to do it, it usually results on, in some of our best stuff on the other side. And not only in results, but in the fact that we end up kind of loving the thing that we did, even though we were so scared of it to begin with. I think that's one of my favorite side effects is that and learning you're scared of becomes the thing you love doing yeah and learning too yeah and to learn about it and i think too what i've learned also is that it's not it's maybe not the the result that you were expecting this was yeah. a different example but in other examples that i found you know going to openings or doing something that i think yeah i don't do it but then i make myself do it and i don't get the result that i was kind of hoping for but Two weeks down the road something comes up it or you know down so i try not to discount yeah what didn't happen if that makes any sense <clears throat> absolutely um so one of the this is kind of off topic but we're going to go there for just a second um one of the things that i teach is instead of looking for the sale all the time start looking for the opportunity the opportunities that surround whatever you're doing because the opportunities remember we're into consistent income sometimes those people end up buying a year from now or six months from now like sometimes it's a couple of weeks later sometimes they lead you to someone who buys something later sometimes they uh, introduce you to 
an opportunity that you might not have known about. And then like that turns into its own opportunities. Like there's so yeah. many beautiful ways that everything you could, everything that you do can turn into opportunities. If you're looking for those and not saying this is the only win, this is the only way I want it to yeah. happen. And then they come as surprises and they come as little, you know, like little golden eggs or something that you found. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, because I did that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the magic. You'd like the magic. Yes. <laughs> Thank you guys for sharing that. I know that I kind of put you all on the spot there for a minute. Um, Melissa, just so you know, we were talking about um, overcoming hangups and triggers today. And I put the notes in the chat. Okay. So where were we? So again, today we're learning how to make sure that you guys do not end up becoming statistics. I do not allow fear to be a barrier on my watch. If I see it, I'm gonna call it out. I hope you enjoy that about me. <laughs> if you don't, I'm sorry, but I'm just not gonna let anybody get stuck if I can help it. So now we're gonna do a little show of hands time. Actually, back up. Who can tell me what step one is for money now? Yes, Jen. Oh, look at all those hands. You guys did your homework. Know your, num know your number. Know your number. Who knows their number this week? <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. Hey, I'll take it. For those of you who do not know your number, why do you not know it? And I'm like legitimately, legitimately asking this. I'm not like trying to make you feel bad. I, I want to know why, because we're talking about hangups and triggers today. So I'm wondering if there's any relation. Um, any so the reason why I don't know, one, I haven't put the time into it. And two, I'm not really worried about money right now. Okay, that's, that's good. And I'm, I'm good with that answer. But if you're not worried about money right now, then it is not a money now moment. So you don't have to necessarily know your number. It's always good to know your number, but I'm not gonna give you a slap on the wrist for it. But also you said something important. You said, I haven't made the time for it. I also find that that can be a symptom of a fear, a hang up, a trigger. I often when I don't want to do something, just cannot find the time for it. It's like completely elusive. I can find time for everything else, but not for that. Yeah. Yeah. For me, uh, with the spreadsheet, um, I had an issue with, well, my husband has like variable income. So it's not like he gets mm -hmm. um, paid the same amount every month. And so like, I know what we have to spend um, for this month, but it's, I don't, it's not like on a set schedule. So that's okay. It's kind of like but, knowing generally where we are, but it's not to the dollar. I would like you to know where you are at right now. That doesn't mean you have to, it's not going to, like you said, it's not going to be the same next month or the month after. And that's okay. That's why we're staying on top of, especially in your case, when it's going like this, knowing where you are at in any given time is important. Right. Yeah. Katie, so how, I, oh, uh, how I um, uh, deal with that, because my husband's the same way, and so am I, uh, honestly, um, 
but there's always kind of a, I know I can, I know I can count on at least this, you know what I mean? And right. so that's what we budget on. And then whatever is over and above is just like bonus. That's how I do it. Yeah. that so makes sense. I have a, um, I don't know what to call it, like a, a contract position with my daughter's school that is kind of extra that honestly I'm trying to get rid of it because I can't really handle both at the moment. But what I do for that is I keep track of my hours. And then when I go do my spreadsheet, I say, I've done seven hours. So then that amount fills in and maybe tomorrow I'll have eight hours. But as long as I continue updating it, then I know exactly where I'm at. So just kind of staying in the loop. Okay, who can tell me step two? Casey. Uh, leads first. Yes. Leads first. <laughs> <laughs> um, so who this week has followed up with leads? soft or lurkers or hand raisers raise your hand if you have good raise your hand if you haven't daisy clementine casey jacqueline jess why not somebody tell me why not I worked Monday, Tuesday, and yesterday. So today's my first day off of, so that's my plan for the rest of the week. <laughs> okay. Uh, like I I <laughs> but also, also, I have had very full days this week, but I still took the time to follow up with one lead every day. Yeah, I followed up like, with lead. Lead. That's acceptable. Lead is acceptable. No S on the end, or like it was. It's already. It's just something I needed to seal the deal on. So yeah, exactly. See, if you did not prioritize that, it would still be hanging over here, and that would not be something that you had. One lead follow up. You get thumbs up. Anybody else? I, um, hello, first of all, and sorry, Hi. I came in late. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Um, I'm actually totally burnt out. Mm, why are you burnt out? There's a lot of sense that's related. It's just like, I don't know, my, my son broke his arm and then I had to spend a lot of time looking after him. I myself and he's coming now obviously <laughs> i can't have five minutes to myself these days um yeah i can't have five minutes to myself these days <laughs> and when i have five minutes i sleep oh well that's hard to argue but, I really but like I, sleep. I for the pickup of uh, a commission that dated to way back that i finished and then i got the painting ready to put on the wall and then i got the package ready the parcel ready then I got DHL ready then they were on strike but then <laughs> I talked to their customer service and arranged for a second pickup and it went today so can we like something thousand foot view that for a minute like you're feeling burnt out you feel like you don't have any time for yourself 
your son broke his arm. If you have five minutes, you're going to sleep. And that's like in the nitty gritty. But, but you still, in that bubble, like this is life, people. Life happens. It's always going to happen. But in that bubble, you still took the time to complete a money-making activity without completely losing your mind. Like you got it done. You just took a little bit of step and then a little bit of step and then a little bit of step. And you brought in money with your art, though life happened. So can we like thumbs up for a moment? Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanna say about this, these three steps is that they can be done like all three of them if you're doing them regularly and you like kind of start getting into the flow of it, you can do all three in 20 minutes. So if you only have five minutes for yourself, probably can find five to 10 to 20, right? And you need to bring in money. This is your shortcut action plan. Is that little guy who broke his arm? <laughs> He's so little I have a broken arm. Okay, can I tell me step three? Just unmute, yell it. First one to yell at wins. New leads. New leads. Decide your actions to create more leads. Who has done action steps to create new leads this week? Ooh couple I was gonna I was expecting no this week I don't know why <laughs> I thought we'd get to step one and two and then they go so who didn't do it uh Megan why not buying a house. <laughs> you're what buying a house <laughs> oh you're buying a house that's exciting or have you found the house yet yeah, we signed. We haven't accepted offers. You haven't. Uh, you're really quiet for some. We haven't today. accepted offers. So we have to do the inspection and all that. But yes, I bought a house a year and a half ago, so I understand. And it's kind of like all-consuming, brain-wise. But also, do you? I forget if you raised your hand the first time. Do you know your numbers? Are you good? No, well, <laughs> yes, we're fine. We're fine. Um, I know my number. Um, I guess my hang up is it's not 20 minutes. It's like a whole morning <laughs> to do what's what's to do the step, like to do the leads and the so I'm I'm not just doing the action. I'm like thinking about how I'm gonna say it and mm. like overthinking it and like thinking but of then it. You, do you do it? Um I, th I, I think I could give myself credit for the first two steps this week. I'm not sure where my week started to, to see if I did the third step. Okay, so this is also, this is a thing that Megan just said, it doesn't take me 20 minutes. Like if you look at it, like break it down logistically, it takes 20 minutes. But then we get up here and we're like, oh, but this reason and this thing, and what do I do? And I don't know. And we start overthinking it, right? Here's, here's what I want you to know. And we're gonna get to this in a second. But 
if you can immerse yourself in this process to where you are doing it steadily, repeatedly, kind of conquering it, if you will, by the end of 30 days or so, it's gonna take you 20 minutes. So right now it's taking you longer because you're creating new little pathways that how to do things. But as you do it, those pathways become already created and then you can just do it as opposed to being all up in your head about it. So that's something to look forward to. Anybody else want to share? And then we'll get to action steps. No, okay. So here we go. Are you ready? I'm gonna solve all of your problems right now. Every single one of them. <laughs> okay, step number one. Should I say step one? Yes, I shall. Step one, name your motivations. So this is something that I've discovered about myself recently that I'm a, I'm a very positive person, but I'm actually more motivated, not by the positive, but by the negative, which I found very surprising. But if I'm just like, well, someday I want blah, 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 blah. And it's going to be lovely. It's going to be so great. Like I have a hard time working towards that, even though it's the thing I really want. But if I have some negative motivation behind it, like something's going to happen if I don't, then I'm like, oh, and I start taking action. Um, some of you are going to relate to that. And some of you are going to be the opposite. And some of you are going to be motivated by what I'm calling micro. And some of you are going to be motivated by what I'm calling macro. So we're going to name four different motivations. And I don't care which one you hang on to, but one of them should stick. Does anybody have a hard time? I, I kind of relate this back to goal setting. Like if I say, I don't know, I want to make $10,000 next month but I'm only making $3,000. That's a big difference. That almost becomes like super overwhelming and I can't get there. Like it's too big for my head. But if I say, if I'm at $3,000 and I'm like, I want to make one sale, I can get behind that. Like, okay, I can go find a way to make one sale. So also I'm more motivated by the micro. Again, there's no right, there's no wrong, but we're gonna name four motivations for you. So the first, let's start with the negative so then we can switch to the positive. What happens if you don't succeed? So micro, what tangible thing will come to pass in the week, next week or two if you don't succeed with whatever you're working toward? The thing you're working toward, we can call that the number. If you don't have a number or like we're good with money kind of situation, maybe nothing bad happens. So maybe you don't get that motivation and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. 
Um, but I've used the example of like if a mortgage or your rent's coming up and you don't have it, that's a super motivating micro tangible thing, right? And I think maybe the reason it took me so long to find that negative motivation worked for me is because I didn't really, this sounds very uh, privileged, but like, I didn't really have to worry about it. I knew it would all work out. And I'm also a, it'll all work out kind of person because it, it always does, right? <laughs> but when I got to the point where um, I had a couple of people drop out of a program and I had just increased both of my, um, let's call them employees, my employees hours. And I had this coming up and I had that coming up and I was like, oh crap, if I don't make some money, I'm going to have to tell one of my assistants, like, I can't have you this month or I've got to lower your hours and let them down. And they're so great. And like, I can't let that happen. And that's when I found out that negative motivation works really well for me. So does anybody have, and I know this is super vulnerable, so if you don't want to share, that's okay. But does anybody have a negative, tangible thing that would come to pass in the next week or two if you don't sell that thing? And if you don't, I'm happy for you. You don't have to have one. Um, I think I saw a hand. Clementine? Yeah. Um, well, the tangible thing that will happen um, is that I'm going to have to keep asking my partner to put some money aside. Um, um, has he has been for months now and uh, to yeah. come up with a bit more money on his side to make up for the money that I don't put in so I do put in money but not enough yeah so it's almost like a, I don't want to disappoint him I want to pull my weight I want to do my end and there's I mean nothing necessarily bad is going to happen except that you're not going to feel the way you want to feel yeah um that can be a really powerful one for sure I think I have one go ahead <laughs> um I won't hit my sales goal for the month obviously so it's the numbers but if that happens I'll have to work uh some extra shifts in the ER and there you go I really, and then that will have create less time for art and creating more. And so it just, it's kind of cyclic. So I, I feel yeah. like, like at the top of a slope and I, I don't want to, I don't want to slide down that slope <laughs> mm -hmm. because right now you aren't in the slope. You've made it up to the top of the slope and you want to stay there because you don't want to work more so that you have less time for art and then have to climb back up. Yes. That's super motivating. Yes. <laughs> but see, can you like just kind of feel the difference between 
when I asked you why you hadn't done anything earlier, you're like, well, I had to work and I had to do this and I, I, you know, haven't had the day yet. Yeah. But when you look at that and you're like, oh shoot, I'll have to do even more of that. Yeah. You're like maybe I could find 20 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's move. Oh, good. I don't know if this is negative or not, but for me, it feels negative. (laughs) Um, set like setting deadlines that now other people are expecting so very specifically um i sent out this you know or i invited people to participate in this um art and lent thing that i'm supposed to be doing every week and now i have 33 churches who will be sending it out so far and i have a deadline every single week for it. And it's making me a little like completely anxious, but this is how I work best with and against my ADHD is Mm -hmm. like, is, is having actual real deadlines that I can't, I can't miss, or I will have let down a significant number of people. So, um, with commissions and such, like those are feel like more soft deadlines. And I, (laughs) can be all over the place about those, but I think, um, I think it's helpful to have these pretty hard deadlines, not for my heart and anxiety, but for actually getting. (laughs) I can relate to that. I, I hate that I can relate because I always wait till the last minute, but it works for me. Yeah. And I I know that like I put stuff in newsletters in order to make myself do stuff like before I have them planned or anything else. So that this was a really different configuration for me art wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, I think it's going to work pretty well in terms it of getting work pretty well. Can I just say, go you. Thank you. Like you did it. You have 33 different churches that you're going to send it to. Like you took the time to do all of that outreach. And I know that, well, we won't get into that, but I'm proud of you. That's all I'm trying to say. Good job. Agnes. Oh, were, were you doing this or were you? I don't know. Yes, yes, yes. It makes me, <laughs> thank you for sharing because I realized that I am very similar, that if I have something like on my list to do, like let's say I will have a show or I will have art festival, I will really work hard to make and produce. Uh, Otherwise I will just like, "Ah, but do I have to do it? Like if it's really worth it, I will not sell it. And then, you know, I don't have this motivation. And again, last year when I signed up for the show, suddenly it was the end of uh, February and I was doing a meeting, um, uh, listening about the show, what we have to bring and what is gonna like happen there. And I didn't have anything to bring, seriously. <laughs> anything, some of my like, random old work, any collection. And you know, in one month I was having whole collection ready. And it was my very first collection wow. on canvases, and I was very happy with it. So I kind of realized that, yeah, I can do it. You know, maybe, you know, I can paint <laughs> on canvases. But maybe so, like yeah. the tangible negative motivation for you that we could write down would be something like, I won't have any work to bring and I will be doing this event for no reason. 
Yeah. Because I don't have anything to sell. So what's the point? Yeah. Like, that's kind of, that's pretty negative. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So let's go to the macro. Big picture. What are three words that would describe the life you will have if you had to quit selling your art? And I will also say here that not everyone has to sell their art. I think we've touched on this before. Like this is not a requirement. You don't have to want to be an artist entrepreneur. You could just be an artist. But since you are here, I'm assuming that that is not the case. And so it would be, I'm assuming again, it would be a negative thing for you to not be trying to sell your art anymore. Is that true? Am I making a fair assumption there? See mostly some nods. So what are three words that would describe that life if you had to quit? Because you ran out of time, you ran out of motivation, you ran out of resources, you ran out of belief in yourself, you ran out of whatever you ran out of. So you're like, I'm going to go get a real job or I'm going to do whatever it is that you would do at that point. Laura? I'd say sad, unfulfilled are the two words that come to mind. Two is okay too. Sad and unfulfilled. Oof, that one hurts. It hits home. <laughs> I feel that. Last year, my husband and I were having kind of a hard time and he was stressed about money and I was stressed about him being stressed. And I was like, should I quit? And then like, I just felt this like pit in my stomach. And I'm like, nope, I will never quit. And I resolved there and then I'm in this forever <laughs> or until it evolves into something else, like not doing it. That's a negative. That was a very, also very motivating motivation for me. <laughs> Whatever you want to call that. Anybody else have any words? Or does everyone just resonate with those? Daisy? Um, and then Mindy? I think I unfulfilled was one of mine, but burnt out. <laughs> um, because when I was working more as a nurse and not having the time for art. I was very burnt out and it yeah. art balances that for me. And then I couldn't decide between dark and heavy was the third. How about both? Yeah, both <laughs> dark and heavy. <laughs> I mean, they're the same and they're different. So let's yeah. go both. This is arbitrary. Three is arbitrary. It could be four, it could be two. I don't. <laughs> Mandy, what were you going to say? Um, my first thought was empty and gray <laughs> being an visual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but empty, which that. unfulfilled is similar too. But yeah, just I think we would all feel hollow. Yeah. What about you, Jess? Oh, I was gonna say I just really like uh being an artist. So when somebody says, What do you do? Uh, I just love being able to say I'm a painter and I would just feel really sad if I couldn't say that. So that's kind of my main motivation, really. Well, not that's what not would you name. say? Well, if I do was a painter. I do do um a kind of PR comms kind of role. Um so I do do that as well, a couple of days a week. So I'd have to say that. Yeah. But I like that. 
because I see I'm myself. A publicist. <laughs> I was just saying, I'm a publicist. Yeah, I wouldn't want to say that. So I see myself as an artist. So that's kind of who I am and who my friends think I am and who, oh, she's the artist of the family. I would hate to not be that person. Yeah. So that's my kind of, it's who I feel I am. And I'd be very, a bit like everyone's saying, I'd be very sad if I had to. No, I'm just an ordinary person who works in marketing and communications. <laughs> I wouldn't feel like my, I wouldn't be able to be myself. That's a huge motivator. Yeah. Wouldn't get to be who I am. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. yeah. No, anything but that. And it's it like, like a bit special to be able to say you're an artist because, you know, you yeah. find feel like you're a bit like in a little bit of an exclusive club. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> Does anybody else like that? <laughs> secret hand raises. I have a secret handshake, something. Okay. Positive motivation. What do you want? Think micro and macro. We're going to start with micro. What is a small but tangible win that would define success in the next week or two? Like I said, I like to do, how can I make one sale? I've tried to do like big goals and those work for some people. They don't work for me. I need the next small, tangible thing I can grab onto and say, I did it. So what would that be for you? I feel like this is really helpful to hear from other people. Natalie. I would like to earn 1,200 euros on my, well, make to 1,200 euros on my studio sale. Is that, and we have talked about this before, but is that um, like the smallest tangible win that would make you feel good? We can go big next. I don't and maybe know. it is. I'm, I'm just scared that no one will buy anything. <laughs> okay, so, so let's make it smaller. Okay. Because if we're scared that we either get all or nothing, like where's an in-between there for you? Maybe it's, I get rid of some clutter. I get rid of a couple of pieces of clutter. And I know you don't think of them as clutter. You think of them as your babies. Mm -hmm. So maybe don't use that word. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah. Like, what's a smaller motivation for you? I would really like to rehome <laughs> five pieces. Okay. Let's go with that. Because we've also talked about, yes, that $1,200 would mean that like, you don't really have to do a whole lot while you're moving, which is great. Exactly. But if you made, sorry, euros. Yeah, 1,200. Okay, so if it's if you made 800 euros and you only had to figure out how to make 400 more, like we could solve that problem when we get there. It would yeah. still be a massive win, right? So let's go with the rehome five pieces. I like that okay. better for you. <clears throat> is that all or nothing that is so intimidating? So what's a smaller version? Anybody else have one? Small but tangible win in the next week or two. 
that would make you feel successful? I, I, who's talking? I can't see you. I was going to say um, to sell a painting, but my issue is I've got a really old inventory, for want of a better word, um, because I've had so much going on as everybody has. I haven't been painting as much recently. Um, we're also about to have to move out of my house because we're having, anyway, I'm going to, we're having the back of our house renovated and I'm going to be without a studio in the next month or so. I, uh, for elderly parents, my dad isn't very, anyway, I, I haven't been painting as much as, as very much recently. And the stuff on my website is quite old. So I was, I'm kind of doing this course a lot to thinking I'll be able to put this into place when I've got some inventory and some more paintings. Um, can I ask you a question? I want to stop you real quick. Pardon? Are your old paintings, can I, can I ask you a question? Are your old paintings terrible? No, but, th but they've been on my website for, for quite a while. So I'm not sure, you know, I kind of, I, I still can't quite get what I need to write to people on this email. I just keep going, what am I going to say? I just feel like kind of, I don't really know what to do, I suppose. Have you given them any love? Or are they just sitting on your website hidden? No, they're on the, well, I haven't, I haven't put them on Instagram or anything like that. They're just, they're just, yeah, they're just on my, they're not hidden, but they're on the shop page, the sale page. When I say hidden, I mean, are people seeing them? Like, Probably. do you get tons of web, website traffic? No. So they're get, hidden because people don't see them. Probably. You're not hiding I, them, but they sorry. are hidden. It's okay. Sorry. I just said you are not actively hiding them, but they are hidden. Yeah. They've kind of been, had their light, uh, their time in the sun in the past, mm -hmm. but maybe a couple, a year ago or even 18 months ago. So, and there's not that many, there's not that many. So uh, I, I need to, basically what I need to do is get a whole load of studio time. It's almost like I'm kind of banking all of this information for when I've got, when I can get into the studio and then I can start selling them. But I do have some paintings, but I just keep thinking, uh, and I, and I and I I keep getting stuck on what to email people. When you said showing them some love, I was thinking, do you mean the these people, the 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 art buyers? I'm talking not, about the art. The art. I feel the people I need to show some love are the potential customers, because people I don't. And the art. Yeah, yeah. So See, you can here's the problem with muddle. Later, I'll do it when X, Y, and Z all falls into place. I'm like that. Everyone's like that. <laughs> this is what I'm trying to break. We're trying to break that. Because, yeah. okay, think about this. Even over, let's see, let's pretend you have no studio time. So you are not able to make art for three months. I don't remember what your number is, but let's say it's three months. During that time, you can still be giving love to both ideal art buyers, leads, collaborators, all, all the things. And you can be giving love to these pieces so that at the end of these three months, you have all that momentum built up as opposed to, well, yeah. 
I don't have any studio, so I can't make paintings, so I can't talk to people, so I can't talk about my art, so I'm just stuck. There's so I, much you can do in that time period so that at the end of that, even if, even if you don't sell a single old painting, you've got like all of this momentum built up. So when you do start painting, that's going to work way better than if you had just sat around and not done anything because you had to wait for something. No, I totally agree. But what I'm sort of struggling with is quite exact. And I don't know why I'm struggling with it because you've told us so many times and you've given us all this fabulous information. I don't really know what to do. I don't really know what, whether I just to who to email, what to say. I know you keep, you've got those conversation starters, but for whatever reason, it sticks in my throat a little bit to sort of, I don't really know how to contact people or email people. That's what I'm stuck on. I don't really know what to say or do, which is mad because you've told us. So I don't know why. I think it's so funny and I can so relate. Like I've been there where someone tells you exactly what to do and you're like, yeah, but I don't know how to do it. <laughs> but I told you exactly how to do it, but I don't know how to do it. It's not that you don't know how to do it. That's mm. not the issue, but that's what our brain processes and outputs. Instead of saying, I have a hang up, I have a trigger, I have a fear, I'm worried, all of these things. It says, I don't know how yet. Mm. No, you're right. Well, for some people, yeah. I assume most people, that's yeah. what my brain says. I don't know how. So then I'll go learn more, which is learning is good. Learning can get you places, but. It can also be a mechanism to not doing things because I have to learn things. So really recognizing that. And Jess, I'm going to personally challenge you. <laughs> Every, for, let's see, it's Thursday, today and tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I want you to reach out to one person. Today. That's not going to today it, well today it, it's whatever well, time it is there so okay but still I message people on Instagram at midnight whenever I'm awake I don't care I know I've been at work emails emails Instagrams whatever yeah okay the reason why is because we have to start and once you start you will feel better and even if you are still telling yourself I don't know how by taking action, that is how you learn. Remember what we were talking about earlier? That's how it creates those new pathways. That's how it makes it doable for you. But it will never be doable, no matter what I say, no matter how far I break it down, unless you do it. Yeah, okay. So this is what we're doing right now. We're Step one, we're naming our motivation to make sure that we go do take the action. So pay attention to this part and the next part, next part. And we have eight minutes technically. I think we're gonna go over about 10 or 15. If anybody needs to leave early, I understand, but I really wanna make sure that you guys understand thoroughly. So I'm gonna take a little bit of extra time. <clears throat> All right, so then the macro and just go back to the notes, just follow the notes. What are three words that describe the perfect life you're reaching for? If you 
um, have been inconsistent income for a while, you probably have a affirmation statement. Your words may be in there. Does anybody know theirs? Nope, nobody. I have mine okay. on my phone. Tell me. I am a potent manifester, visionary goddess, and a divine channel for creativity, healing, and abundance. My life is full of freedom, love, and magical synchronicities, and I inspire others to have the same. F yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. You want to hear mine? I am the empress of my domain and the creator of my next chapter. My life is full of spaciousness, magic, connectedness, and I inspire others to have the same. So the things that I want are spaciousness, magic, connectedness. That is a perfect vision. Like, per, like I don't have to even tell you what all the components look like. I just know if I have those three things, my life is good. And I do feel like I have those three things right now. That's amazing. I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. Okay. So what would three words be for you? Thank you for sharing, Laura. Or one word. I'll take one. I mean, my words are, um, well, I had more than one word, but uh, grounded, clear, and I guess wonder-filled. Love it. Beautiful. Natalie? Mine are abundance, freedom, and connection. Hmm. I like that you put connection in there because you're always telling me you're resisting connection. That makes me happy. I'm going to push that I'm starting, one. <laughs> I'm starting to look at connection in a different way. So it's good. <laughs> My life is complete. Mic drop. <laughs> I'm leaving now. Okay. So step two examine your fear. You may or may not have done this, but this is in the curriculum. The limiting belief examiner. I've got a couple of examples of me coaching people through it if you need help, but here it looks like this right here. So there's a reason why I asked you what your three words were. I didn't actually need to download it, but that'll work better to be able to see. Okay, so first we're gonna say, so I'm gonna use just. <clears throat> I don't know how to, what was it you said? Reach out to people. Actually, I will you just be my guinea pig? right now is that okay yeah it's okay. not something i just don't know quite how to put it that sounds authentic i don't but know I, how to reach out to people in a way that sounds authentic yeah is that I, a stuck belief is that what we would call it pardon is that like if i say that does that feel like yeah, maybe, hit it? yeah. okay yeah maybe i should write things down so i don't forget Oh, look, I have it open right here. Um, I don't know how to reach out authentically. 
I'll make you a copy of this. Okay, so the opposite of that belief. Just to clarify, I do know how to reach out to people authentically, just as friends. If this is just around, you know, I have no problem with that. And this is just specifically about my art. So maybe that's the problem that I'm separating it out. Thinking. I don't know how to. I don't know how to talk to people about my art without sounding salesy. Yeah. Is yeah. That closer. Yeah. Talk to people about my art without sounding salesy. Okay, so the opposite of that, what is something, like if we were just going straight opposite, the opposite belief would be, I know how to reach out to people about my art without sounding salesy, but I don't think you're all the way over there. Like, otherwise we wouldn't have this stuck belief. So what is something that you could believe instead that would make you feel better about reaching out? Such as, let me just make up an example and then you can tell me what you think yours might be. Um, <clears throat> I know how to tell people what's going on in my life and yeah. art is a part of that. Yeah. Is that it? I think the yes but I think the thing is it's the people I don't know in real life so for example I was just thinking when you said reach out today and tomorrow I was just looking on my Instagram and and who I think might be people that might be I don't know them in real life but there might be people that I might reach out to and I just don't know how to reach out to that person that I don't know in real life to talk about art so, but you know a lot of people in real life right yeah, but aren't we thinking about reaching out to people on Instagram that we don't know? Well, we don't no. know personally. We've not actually met them. Not necessarily. No. That's who I struggle to do this with, is, is somebody you say on social media or wherever it might be, on Facebook or wherever, you think, oh, they like my paintings quite a lot and sometimes they comment, but I don't actually know them. They might be somebody who you could sort of, warm up a bit that's who I struggle to contact and what do I say to that person I don't actually know in real life the people I know in real life I don't find so difficult to talk to about okay so thing one I only said you had to reach out to two people and I have a pretty good feeling that you know two people and you are allowed to use those two people okay you do not have to go all the way to the extreme where you're like head first confronting that fear from the get-go like we can start small okay absolutely can and should okay um so i don't know how to talk to people i don't know but we'll we'll go there anyway because that's where we're at i don't know how to talk to people i don't know about my art without sounding salesy and you said it's because i don't really know them so what if the freeing belief was i know how to get to know people that I think I would like. Yeah. Do you know how to get to know people if you think you would like them? Yeah. You do? Okay, yeah. great. I know how to get to know people 
I think I would like. That is the belief that you can believe. That is like the, the smallest next thing, right? I know how to get to know people I think I would like. It takes way too long to write handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're just gonna do one example of the examine, but like you can come up with a lot. So if you tried to take action right now from a place of, I don't know how to talk to people that I don't know about my art without sounding salesy. What would you think if I said, you need to go talk to that person right now? What would, what would pop in your mind? Where's that sheet of conversation starters that you have? <laughs> That's a that. good, actually, I like that one. Um, <laughs> but I'm thinking more about like, what supports the, I don't know how to do that. Like maybe they'll think something about me or um, I'll fall on my face or people will block me or like. Oh, I think they, the, yeah. I would just think they would, might, might think. Um, why are you contacting me about your art? I don't, you know, that they, they would have a, they wouldn't necessarily be receptive to it. They won't be receptive. Yeah. Well, they might not be receptive. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna, I'm making it more extreme. So I'm putting they won't. It doesn't matter. You can put however you want, but I already wrote it. <laughs> um, so if we were coming at it from a place of, I know how to get to know people I think I would like, instead of thinking they won't be receptive, what might you think instead? If you were like, I know how to get to know people. I can do that. Um, Let me know if you don't understand my question. So that th they might, um, that if I don't, so I, if I don't talk about my art, I can just be a bit more relaxed. You can be I'm, more relaxed? If, if I'm not talking about my art and I don't feel yeah. like I'm wanting something from them, I'm just relating to them. Whereas when I'm trying to pitch my art as the, even if it's like way down the line, that's the driver. So it's kind of underpins the exchange. Whereas if you just, oh, you know, there's nothing th that you want from them, then yeah. you, you don't feel that kind of burden. What you're describing to me, I also have very much been there, but what you're describing to me is trying to go from, I don't know you to buy my art in five seconds. Yeah. And they're probably not going to be receptive. <laughs> That's just probably not going to happen. No. Um, but if we're just relating to people, that builds more connection points, which leads to um, more desire for your art. And so that's like a longer process. That's why I, when you said, I don't know how to reach out to people, I don't know about it, but I do know how to talk to people I do know about it. That's where we start because they already have all those connection points built up. Yeah. Okay. But also getting to know people you don't know is great. Yeah. I don't, is she still, yeah. Melissa, um, I had a call with her the other day because she, I forget how it started, but we started talking on Instagram and I was like, you are someone who would be a perfect fit for this program. And I'm not going to try to sell it to you, but would you mind like just letting me 
pick your brain for 15 minutes. And so I had a Zoom call with her and I got to know her and I feel like, I mean, there's still a lot of getting to know to do, but we're at the beginning of our relationship. But I feel like I can relate to her now because I've started having conversation with her. Yeah. And so I also, at this point, because we've, we've talked and we've had, we've talked about what I do and what she wants. I probably wouldn't feel uncomfortable going, Hey, I don't know if this is for you, but yeah, this program that we talked about, I'm, you know, I'm starting it right now. Do you have any interest? Yeah. And it just feels natural. It's like a next step that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think the, I may be where I was getting it wrong was thinking that with this money now thing that the, not the expectation, because there is no expectation, but the process was you, you contact somebody and they buy your painting. Which no, let's, I mean, ha- yeah, that's not yeah gonna we are like, we are contacting people. We are talking to people, but yeah. we're not trying to twist their arm. We're not trying to pressure them we're just trying to see if there's any interest there yeah it's quite a long uh, process really isn't it yes and no because there's already people who are at the place where if you said hey are you interested they would want to talk to you about it but you just haven't said that yet yeah I guarantee every single one of you has those people around you and there are other people who you're starting the process with so that later down the line you are there yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so back to the limiting belief examiner. And normally we would go down the line here and we would make more, but we're kind of just, we're looking for the opposite beliefs. So, so far we've got on this side, I don't know how to reach out to people. I don't know about my art without sounding salesy and supporting that they won't be receptive. And then on the other side, we've got, I know how to get to know people I think I would like. And if I believe this, I would just think I'm just relating to them. That feels way better, right? Yeah. The same thing. We haven't changed anything, but we're just looking at the flip side of the coin. But this is all well and good. But if you stop here, I don't think it sticks. I think it's helpful. But when we get to the bottom, this is where it sticks for me. So we, we named earlier three words that would, name, would be our life if we had to stop selling art. And we named three words that our life would be if we were successful at it, right? So how does this, what were your negative or positive words? Do you remember? Mine. It could be either one, yeah. My positive words are um, joy, connection, and... Freedom. Yeah. All right. So if you believe, I don't know how to talk to people. I don't know about my art without sounding salesy. How does that keep you from joy, connection, and freedom? Sorry, how does it keep? How does it, how does it keep you from getting the things that you want, the joy, the connection, the freedom? Because it keeps you stuck a little bit, doesn't it? Keeps me stuck. So on the flip side of the coin, 
if I if I believe I know how to get to know people I think I would like, how does that give you or how does that help you get joy, connection and freedom? Because you're relating to you're connecting with people and hopefully finding, you know, connection and new experiences and new opportunities. Can you see how when you take the time to examine the thoughts that you have, how they can radically shift what you think? Like now, when you go reach out to those two people, you're going to be thinking about how if I connect with people, I'll get new experiences and opportunities and I'll feel joy and I'll feel connected as opposed to I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. That's way more empowering. Yeah. Yeah. Way, way better. Way better. Okay. So I know we're going over. So we're going to go quickly through the next one. But hold on. Let me find my place. Okay. I can do this quickly. Step three gamify it. So if the thing that you are afraid of is knowing how to talk to people about your art without sounding salesy. Guess what we get to do? Go talk to people. Because when we immerse ourselves in that thing that we're afraid of, we figure out, oh, actually, I like doing this. Actually, this gives me joy. This gives me connection. This gives me freedom. This gives me opportunities. This gives me experiences. Why the heck is I not doing this to begin with? So what I, well, I don't have it with me anymore because I moved to offices, but I used to have a sticker chart when every time I wanted to conquer a fear, you can do it slowly. You can do it over time. Or you can just say, I'm jumping in the deep end, even though I hate the cold water because actually I'm gonna end up loving the cold water once I'm in it. Is like a 30 day challenge. I'm gonna to talk to one person a day about my art and I get a sticker. Or if I get 15 stickers, I get a, I don't know, new coffee mug. I get something I want. If I do it for 30 days, I get something even better. If I do it for two days, I get something like, where can we reward ourselves? And it doesn't all have to be monetary. If we're at a place where we're like, I really need money, you're probably not. Ooh, crow, that means yes, two crows, two yeses. Um, that probably means, where was I? I got distracted. <laughs> I don't know, uh, that you need money. So maybe we're not doing monetary rewards. Maybe we're doing, I get a bath, I get to make myself this special coffee. I get to light the candle and never light, like whatever. I get to watch that movie in the middle of the day pick some things that you want and gamify it. If I do it four times, I get this. If I do it six times, I get this. If I do it a hundred times, I get this. It's kind of fun. And it turns it more into like a, okay, I can do this. I can do this. Instead of, no, don't make me do it. See, I told you I could do it fast. There is actually a video. It's like 15 minutes. I linked it on the notes. Um, 
the 30 day immersion challenge, why it's good to face your fears and basically what I just said in the 15 minute video, how to do 30 days of throwing yourself in the deep end. And I know several of you in here have done that with me. Raise your hand if you have. Natalie, Amigo, Tracy, Mindy, have you? Christy, have you? Yes. Can anyone on the other side of things say, I regret that? Can anyone on the other side of things say, heck yeah, that was a really good thing to do? Can anyone say neither of the above? I think I saw all positive responses. Can somebody speak to that for the people who have not done this before? Can you tell me just real quick so we can let everyone go, but like, what was your experience? Hi, Olivia. Amiko, can I call you out? Because I haven't heard from you today and I would love to see your face. Sorry, I've been so busy. I've okay. been <laughs> Be busy. Um, got a really tight deadline. Um, I, I can't remember the 30 day, the deal. Mm -hmm. I can't remember that. I think it was early on when I started working with you. I was really pumped up just to everything you told me to do. And I got great success and great result. I think um, I don't regret, do, I didn't regret doing any of it because the result came rather organically. But I had a burnout after that. And that's because I did not give myself any rewards. Mm. Right. So I just did the work for months and months. And I'm like, I got the result, but I'm not happy. And then that burnout happened and then I stopped, right? And then now I relate a lot of lot of to the people right here is I have this fear like if I start again, I will get that burnout again, right? So I like the idea that the reward, like going to see a movie, you know, VAP seat with a glass of wine. I'm like, I can do that. Yeah, yeah right. So uh, for me, the negative motivation works, but also the positive reward after done after doing the work will will be the way to prevent from getting that burnout and burnout after doing any challenges like 30 days, 60 days, whatever, is my way of probably preventing. And right now I'm in that stage because I'm so scared of having that burnout. I'm not scared of going out to people. Um, but that burnout was like, oh. Because then the sales would drop and then everything would drop. And I'll start making, I, I, I make art, but not selling, right? And I was in that slump for a while. So that's I think my I just figured out your problem. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. You, well, you, you told me is yeah. that you are afraid that if you start selling again, you're going to get burnout and you're yeah. blocking, you're major yeah. blocking. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go to burnout to win, but you're afraid that that's going to happen. And so you're yeah. not allowing the goodness. Um, yeah. I want you to watch something. I just dropped it in the chat. It is called the importance of energy management. Mm. Uh, it's a old workshop I did. 
Yes, Natalie. One of the challenges you gave me a couple of months ago was to take half a day off every week. And then after, if, if I had done that for two months, I got a reward. And it, it was very difficult in the beginning, but I'm really good at it now. So that was a good challenge. That's that excellent. Uncomfortable, but, but it was nice. <laughs> Great. The other thing thing with challenges is they're kind of enclosed boxes and it's a set thing you do for a set amount of time. And if you never want to do it again, if you find out you hate it, you're like, I can do whatever this is 30 times or for two weeks or whatever it is. And if I do that, I don't ever have to do it again. If I don't want to, you have my permission. And so you can, you just, I know that's not going to happen. You try it enough <laughs> that you get a full feel for it, that it's not just, this is new. I don't know what I'm doing. You practice it and then you can make a fully informed decision. Yep. That's not for me. Or yeah, next time I do this to keep it going, i just want to change this. So you hmm. learn, this is active learning. This is good as opposed to what I described earlier, which was more of that I'm learning so I don't have to. This is, I'm learning and now I know. Like it's that, I'm trying to get down here. You can't, the knowing as opposed to the knowing. Which Can I ask one more question? Sure. Um, start to learn about my pattern. My pattern is I don't, if I set 20 minutes of the day, um, I am more like an impulsive person. So I get, I, I do like a really focused three months of, of like uh, salesy stuff. And mm-hmm. then that's probably why I have a burnout. But if I stretch it out so that it doesn't have to be those uh, focused month or two, whatever, um, if I do 20 minutes a day, it's, I don't know, I get, um, I get really lazy. I get really, what's the word? um, Not lazy, but I lose the motivation very easily. Like I, it becomes a routine and it gets like, oh, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? And, And then starts to slowly fade out. I don't know if anybody has that problem, but so for me, like a robust energy is the, can be like the, it ignites my, okay, let's do this for a month rather than every day, 20 minutes for many, many, many years. That's probably why my income is not consistent, but (laughs) I don't have another thing for you. Okay. I think it's going to change your life. Oh boy. (laughs) All right. Bring it up. <laughs> it is called the four-month rotation. Uh-huh. Oh, thank you. You are welcome. Um, <clears throat> we are not meant to live in money now. Mm-hmm. Money now constantly, consistently will lead to burnout. That is why we want to jump in headfirst as far as we can go down it so that we can get out the other side as quickly as possible. 
so that we can then go into this four month rotation, mm. which is a oh, quick overview. Gotta, gotta sign off here because I know people gotta go. But it's first it's visibility and then it's nurturing and then it's selling and then it's wrap up, rest, reflection. I am right now, I'm in a nurturing month and it feels so good and I love it. I don't have to sell anything if I don't want to. And I just get to talk to people and it just feels good. It like fills me up. And then I go into selling for a while. And then I go up to what worked? How can I do more of that? I need to finish following up with all of these people I was selling to. Like, it's almost like a active passive active passive and so like you get into this flow can please share where to talk about your art is in ci shared the link but the link didn't work okay um yes i can do that courses curriculum because i just got out of it Hold up. all right so if anyone relates to what Amiko was saying, you could watch either or of those lectures as well. They're available to everybody. Um, how do I talk about my art? It is right here. There you go. That is that authentic, natural way to talk about your art, Jess. You are welcome. I'm gonna wrap up. You guys are awesome. Also, I've decided I'm gonna make a little change in Slack. I'm going to add a channel that you can ask money now questions in related to money now. Cause I've had a couple of you like, I need to ask you a question, but I don't know where to ask you. I'd rather just to be in one place so that everybody can get the answer. So if you have a question related to money now, you can drop it in that channel. It will be called Money Now, so it'll be pretty obvious. Okay. All right. Lovely talking to you all. Have a good week. Talk soon.